1: Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockiness beat of madness. Yeah!
0: Uh, Staffy, do I have to get a new smart TV to get TVNZ Plus for cricket free to air? Marshy, you can get TVNZ Plus on your phone and you can stream it to your TV. Um, I don't have a smart TV, but I got a Chromecast that I can plug in and then I stream it through that. Um, I got it sick. I got the Chromecast secondhand off trade me for thirty bucks, and I think new they're about fifty. Uh, worth the investment. I watch my Netflix and everything stream it all off my phone, Marshy. Um. So hope that helps you. Is Michael Bracewell considered a spinner? Yeah, Darren. Good point. Probably is actually all round a spinner. Probably all round a spinner. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Um, is the number to call? Sam just made an interesting call. M- uh, interesting point. A few years ago, pre the Spark deal, you could chuck anything out cricket related, and it would light up. Um, no calls. Interesting. Interesting. We thought we'd try cricket today, but um, is it – I remember I mentioned something at the start of a show maybe two months ago when it got announced that the cricket was going back to -to free-to-air. Spark were um, finishing up their operation, and I think it's free-to-air. What is it, two or three years? And I was like, okay, I'm ready to get involved in cricket. I lost touch with it. I didn't watch it, I didn't read about it, I didn't do anything about it, and I think that's reflected today that uh one text no phone calls on the cricket. So maybe we have to what's the word, Sam? Pivot. Have to pivot. Have to pivot. The other thing the other thing I saw today, and it's no no hasn't been a secret about Lester Fanganuku heading off to Toulon. Um and there's a number of quotes from him. The one that stuck out to me, because he said, yes, while the money's good, etc." cetera, um, I'm going to quote him. The real excitement is competing against some of the best international players in the world every week, and the majority of them are in the Northern Hemisphere. That's a young 24-ish, 24-ish-year-old, saying that the best players are in the Northern Hemisphere. How long has it been before a New Zealand player has said that? I just really latched onto that and I said, that's a really interesting take. But if you think about it, France Island, South Africa play up there now. Interesting, interesting move. Um, He's left the door open to come back for the next World Cup. Uh, I think it's a 19-month contract, something like that, which must be two playing seasons. Anyway, we have opened up the lines. Cliff is called in. G'day, Cliff.
2: Good afternoon, Steffi. How you doing? Very well. That's good. Yeah, yeah, just the, the new contract list. Yeah. You know, it's pretty it's pretty expected what they've got there. But yeah, EJ Patel, it's a tough one. He, he'll he end up doing what the other young Patel, the Wellington boy, went to England. If Patel's got any idea, he should go and play overseas, try and get himself a contract with one of the um, sides in England, get himself uh, a career going there, because it doesn't look like Anybody except his local um, his CD boy, I think, isn't he? So he's not—he's not, he's not going to get a look in with New Zealand if they don't even want to give him a contract, you know, of twenty players or whatever. He's not likely to get much chance. Yeah, you know? test matches is his only opportunity. They didn't seem to want him to play anything short, but they've got option, plenty of options in the white ball with the slow bowlers. So yeah he's not going to get anything else and probably not going to get
0: anything at all but, no. uh, yeah, and they, cricket, they cricket. don't they don't have to give him a contract I'm just wondering why he just doesn't get more game time um like you 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 actually, you probably accidentally said something then that i I've switched on to is in the white ball we've got slow bowlers, but we haven't got spin bowlers
2: yeah we've got like good length bowlers you know there's three of them. And 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 so if Sodi, who should play more Test matches, doesn't, mm. but uh, that's another story as well. We seem to like going for a guy who can bat more than a than a bowler. You know, we're always worried about our number eight position. If we haven't got uh, the Jamieson playing there, we struggle to fill that that all rounder spot. So. You know, it's, it's a tricky one. With It'll be interesting to see what happens with mm-hmm. the hierarchy of cricket, where the cricket goes. You know, they've got to get rid of that uh, guy who's in charge of the high-performance side of New Zealand cricket. He's got to go as well as Stead, as well as uh, White. You know, we've got to get a fresh broom in and sweep the old dust out. Get some... Uh, yeah, get get New Zealand cricket again. It has to be on... TV a lot, easier to get at I mean if it's not on Sky if it's got to be free to air, it can't be hidden away on on Spark and these other ones because people then don't see it
0: mm. and um, I, I was one of those maybe, people Cliff
2: yeah, Well, I didn't watch it either, I went to the test match at the Basin but I reckon 70% of the people there were either English visitors or English people and it was a great day, it was really fun you know they they bring so much vitality to the to the uh, spectator area with a bit of music and bit of singing and stuff and it's just great. Mm. You know, New Zealand cricket's got to got to look after the Test match and that's uh, uh, where it is. Brilliant.
0: Well, you have a good day. You too, Cliff. Thanks for calling in from Dunedin. You have a great day too. We go to Stephen in Wellington. Good day, Stephen.
1: Yeah. Good day, Mark. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Touched on a. Uh, a sore point for me and uh, a, a very valid point that I think that we have neglected for such a long time and, and it's in the spin bowling. And I think um, if we go back to, yeah, Stead and I think Williamson, I, I think you had a good point there that they seem to forget about it and we've got this obsession with pace bowlers. I've been reading this very interesting book called The Magic of Spin mm. and it's Ashley Mallet. And he talks about Australia's greatest spin bowlers, and then he goes through and then he goes through that period um, before Shane Warne came, where the, they sort of was the obsession with the pace bowlers, you know the West Indies and Australia and all, all most other teams set properly for India. and it, it, it's fascinating and I, I actually wonder too, if we need to start investing in some of these promising bowlers. And then send them over to the Australian Academy, where it seems like they've got some very, very good spin bowler coaches. And I mean, Ash, Ashley Mallett was involved for a while, you know, to really um, to improve and, and to get that quality and, and to maybe turn a spin bowler. I wonder with Patel whether if he could bring up his batting, where he's sort of maybe not quite an all rounder. But he shows that potential to be able to bat as well as bowl, and maybe even try and bring up his fielding, mm. and that so they so they can't ignore and say, okay, you know, he's got these other qualities here because um, I think Bracewell is is not really a spin bowler, you know. I mean, he's maybe to come in as um, um, you know just a part timer. But but you need you need a genuine spin bowler, and I, I think that's where Patel. Um, we need Patel, and they need to encourage him, and they need to bowl him more and more. And then, I mean, like I think the last time they played him, he hadn't played for ages, mm. you know. And I and, and I mean that's that's ludicrous. And then they just give him in, and it was a difficult time for him. But he the more you know. Just reading the book, what Ashley Mallett's saying, you know, you spin bowlers, you need to bowl and bowl and bowl, you know, and also the nets, you need to keep practicing, practicing, practicing. But um, and, and one other point, I what sort of um, can you do you know with Patel? What is he? Um, uh, is he finger? Is he a finger spinner? Yeah, or, he is a finger spinner. Does, does he have many varieties? Um, I mean, to his, his bowling too. I wonder if, you know, if there's some other aspects that he could maybe improve on too. But, um, you know, to, to, so that they, they can't ignore him anymore. You know, that they, they, they have to play him and, and, and pursue. And, and whether also going over to Australia for a little time could be could be helpful
0: for him. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the attitude towards our spin bowlers uh, or, or slow bowlers is they hold up an end to give our pace bowlers a rest and once they're rested, they're taken off again and not given that opportunity. Uh, uh, that, that's what I see, Stephen. Mm. Yeah,
1: good man. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that, that's so different to the Australian approach, isn't it? sure
0: it? is. It sure is. You they, know? they throw the ball to Nathan Ryan and say, win us a match. Yes, mm.
1: and and it's it's very interesting too that they have all these um, previous test players or coaches of spin bowling where they can go and learn the craft. Like when he when he first started off, he was reasonable, but then he went to the academy and they ironed out a few of his problems and um, to, to improve his bowling. Like just 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 quickly, um, when Ashley Mallett. Started Came first on the scene, and 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 he was having difficulty getting into the South Australian team, a uh, Western Australian. So he went, he went over and he talked to Clary uh, Clary yeah, yep. Grimmett. yeah, yeah. And he told him that you have to put it above the eye uh, bowler's, uh, you know, uh, eye, eye level. Yeah, you have to pitch it up more. And then he started to do that, and it made a huge difference in his bowling. So I sort of wonder too if we to bring over uh, spin spin coaches from Australia, you know, for these um, and, and have these clinics, or even also link up and send them over there to get more practice, and maybe there's a few little irons in there in there. Um, repertoire and I, I think sony sometimes maybe that could be quite good for him mm. and I, I think he's not been as used as he could be used as well too but i think sometimes linking up with australia could be a real plus for us and and for us to really appreciate spin bowling and maybe we do need to have a um, huge ch- thought With that, with the coaching, with the top administration, maybe we need to bring in people like Jeremy Coney and Ian Smith, and give them some sort of role as, you know, consultant or something like that. Mm. Get, turn into this experience and use it Mm. more.
0: Yeah, because I'm going to have to let you go, Stephen. But I've been thinking like cricket's made up in four parts: there's batting, fielding fast bowling, spin bowling, and I feel like we concentrate on three, but not the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Stephen, we've got to push on. Thanks for your call, buddy. Yeah, okay, Mark. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. We'll take a break. We'll come back with you after that. Uh, Got a text in here. It's a very good point. What about Jimmy Neesham? no mention at all and yet they go to him don't they when they need a fix-it man and he he does do the job sometimes and do they get that amount regardless if they're able to earn that much if they play or are they able to earn that much if they play every game I'm pretty sure uh, Texter that it's like a salary that's what they get um, regardless of whether they play or not because they pay them to keep them in the 20 to keep them in New Zealand and not bugger off so, yeah, you're right. There could be a $360,000 ranked 20th player who plays a game. Not bad. Not bad. Um, you hold on there, Aiden. We'll take new sport and weather. We'll take your call. And anyone else that wants to talk about this cricket, the new contracted players, 0800 150 811. But we'll go to Johnny first.
1: Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockinest speed of madness. Yeah.
0: Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven is the number, and that's the number that the great man from Hawke's Bay has called in from. Aidan. g'day, buddy.
3: G'day, Steph. How are you going? Very good, thank you. Good, good. I thought I would uh, add my thoughts on Ajaz Patel, brilliant, um, and the central contracts and stuff. So, a couple of things. I thought. Well, first of all, I think that the reason that the phones aren't red hot when you when it comes to Ajaz Patel anymore is that people. I've come to expect it. Mm. Um, I think there was a lot of outrage when he got his 10 wickets in the inning. he came back, he wasn't picked for that next test match at home. And New Zealand cricket even made a point of saying, OK, we'll get, we're actually going to comment on this. We're going to comment on a non-selection for once. And so people got it out of their systems then. And I think because of the way that Gary Stead and Kane Williamson and now Tim Southey pick their test team... I think people just realise now that it used to be Mitch Santner; he would be the spinner. Now it is um, uh, now it's uh, Michael Bracewell, mm. and that they don't they simply do not choose a specialist spinner. So I think people are used to it. So the outrage has kind of just been diluted <laughs> over the last probably eighteen months or so.
0: Didn't that that first um, Test match Tim Southey in charge as captain after Kane got injured? Ishodhi straight into the Test team got thrown the ball quite a bit.
3: Yeah, and that, well, that was the other thing I was going to mention because I think that um, based on that last, there was a, a test overseas where, was it Pakistan where they both played? Mm. And during that test match, there almost was a changing of the guard where Sodi seemed to perform, well, he did perform better in mm. the test match. He performed better than Ajaz Patel in that test match and he seemed to be the one that, okay, since ali has got the ball, who am I going to throw it to? You would have assumed before that test match started, it was Ajaz Patel. That it suddenly became Ish Shodi. So I think that's the other thing that you quite rightly bring up, is that he, he has actually fallen out of favour. And Ish Shodi, you know, he's gone away, he's improved his, his red Bull game, and he has come back a stronger player. Um, and I just see that they've, they've actually just shifted away from AJS as well. So, and, of course, the fact is that you can only choose 20 uh, people to get central contracts. Ish Shodi has the flexibility to be able to play all three formats, um, Ajaz, as much as you know, he has talked over the years about um, improving his batting um, and being a more valuable potential member of a, a white ball team. It just hasn't happened. He plays very well for the Central Stags at, at that level. You know, we can we can rely on him uh, to come in and uh, in the Super Smash or in the you know in the Ford Trophy and add value. But at the international level, he isn't quite there white ball wise.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I think I think um, yeah, I think. Until Gary Stead and Kane Williamson and Tim Southey either have a complete rethink or until they move on, this is the way it's going to be in terms of a spinner not being, a specialist spinner not being selected in that test team. And I think there is potential for change in the future. I mean, you just look at Baz uh, over with England now and look how he is back Jack Leach. And when Jack Leach is made unavailable, he goes out and gets Moinelli and he basically tells Alley you're going to play every test. If you come back and you come out of international retirement, you can play every Ashes test. And he backs them, and that's the way he does things. But under the current regime here in New Zealand, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Would you like it to happen?
3: Would I like it to happen? Yes, I would. As a a cricket fan and as a fan of spin bowling, I would love it to happen. And I think Jack Leach is actually the a great example where if you back someone, who I don't think anyone would ever pretend that Jack Leach is the greatest spin bowler in the world, but he is playing at his best because he has the backing of his captain and his coach and they have um, helped him to fulfil his promise and it's really unlucky and unfortunate for him that he is now injured because I think he would have played in all five tests so and I think he actually would have played very well for England. So yes, I would like to see it. Um, I guess the other thing we've got to bear in mind is that um, when it comes to these central contracts... There's very limited opportunity for Ajaz Patel to play in the next year. Um, I think there's, ironically, he'll probably play in the first couple of test matches. I think there's a couple of test matches away uh, against Bangladesh after the the conclusion of the Whiteboard World Cup. But then they come back here, and I think, and these haven't been announced, but these are on the Future Chores program. They've got two ma- two tests at home to South Africa, two tests at home to Australia. And I, Ajaz isn't going to play in any of those four, unless something drastic happens between now and then. So suddenly you're thinking, OK... Do we give this man a central contract? Who's probably going to play two two tests in Bangladesh, and that's all he's going to do for us for the next twelve months?
0: Yeah, I wondered if the programme, and I thank you for doing the legwork for me, Aidan. I was wondering if the the calendar of red ball, white ball, probably had an influence on giving him a twenty. Uh, sorry, giving him one of the twenty spots, and, and you've sort of indicated that that's probably why.
4: Yeah, I, I
3: think so when it comes back to those um, those four home test matches in particular, we know it's almost certainly going to be four seamers. Uh, potentially Michael Bracewell may fit in at seven, so there may only be, uh, you know, so then Kyle Jameson at eight, if he's if he split, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, so then the, the door shuts for him pretty quickly there. If Bracewell's injured, maybe they'll go down the Eshodi route. Potentially a yeah, could come in, but he's certainly down the list, isn't he? You know, because they've made it pretty clear that, and Michael Bracewell is their type of player in that Test side.
0: Mm. Brilliant, Aidan. Always appreciate your input, sir. No worries, staff. Have a good afternoon. You too, buddy. Um, great man out of Hawks Bay. There, um, interesting thoughts. And I just get—I'd love to have a Nathan Lyon. I'd love to have a—you know—every team. I feel like every team in the world's got a really good spinner, except us. We've got slow bowlers. We haven't got spinners. Uh, some texts that have come in. Um, James says, hey, Staffy, I used to really be into the black caps and cricket, but but I couldn't go with Spark. Now I'm used to living without it, used to living without cricket. Um, New Zealand cricket grounds are prepared more for seam and pace, aren't they? Should we get in Vittori involved? Maybe. They are, and, and I'm not saying well, – we do name slow bowlers. For New Zealand Test Matches, we usually have one. I think Michael Bracewell's probably the most recently used. But they're not spinners, they're slow bowlers. And I I have a real distinction between the two. And I mentioned to an earlier caller, what they hold up an end to give our pace bowlers a rest. And we've been blessed with really good pace bowlers, seam bowlers, swing bowlers, for a long, long time. And we win Test Matches, we draw Test Matches with our pace attack. But I just don't see us having an importance around spin, developing spin. I might not. I might be completely wrong that underneath test level, um, maybe in domestic cricket, they, there is a bit of work going on with developing them. But if you're a young fella in the driveway and you're 12 years old, um, do you aspire to be a spin bowler? Is there a New Zealander that you aspire to be? Um, flicking the wrist or spinning the fingers? As opposed to Tim Southey, Trent Bolt, Neil Wagner these guys, Adam Milne now, but congrats to him getting a contract, I'm just not sure um, This one here Staffy on the subject of contracts, I was interested to hear on a podcast with Adam Perori recently that he was earning about 200k per annum when he finished up in early 2000, he happened to mention that Matthew Ridge was comfortably the highest paid New Zealand sports person of that era earning 800,000 plus Ridge's figure surprised me, seemed very high for those days 800K, so that would have been Manly, I guess. And he wasn't playing Origin,
5: um, played for the Kiwis. Gee, 800K back in that day, that's like unheard of. That can't be right. Or or that surely is like all his endorsements. Or inflation adjusted? Maybe. There's no way they were paying 800K to players back then because I remember guys getting 800K. Like I remember when Dally Cherry Evans announced his contract at Manly and it was over a million dollars a year. That was insane back in, I think that was in twenty twenty well, twenty thirteen or something. And I remember that being insane money. Being well, like, wasn't, that's wasn't Jason
0: Tomorrow, the first million dollar player? No. And I he think signed a ten year deal.
5: He signed a ten year deal. It was over a million. You you might even be right there, but I remember Daddy Cherry Evans' money being crazy high and just being like, That's insane. So man, I'd find it hard to believe that eight hundred K was being thrown around back then. Mm. But maybe maybe it was um, endorsements and stuff. That would make a lot of sense if mm. it included a whole bunch of other stuff. You know the um the thing that always gets me about cricket is And can I use a rugby league example? I mean, look, take your your pick, rugby union, rugby league, football. You don't grow up in a certain part of the world and have your coach say, right, we play on really muddy fields down here. So we're going to teach you how to kick for corners. And that is what we're going to pride our game on because we're going to play on muddy fields down here. Like no other sport in the world is so dictated by the pitch that is played on. And the fact of the matter is we don't train spinners because we don't have spinning wickets. That is why we don't do it. We, we make wickets that are SEMA friendly and that is our bread and butter. And in the world of cricket, like the, the, the modus operandi in cricket is win at home. Like no team really wins away from home. Even the Austra- I mean, the, there are some exceptions, like the Australian cricket team of the 2000s, and you could argue the current Australian team has the ability to win overseas. But I bet if you looked at it, staff, that their win rate would still be only like 30% overseas, mm. away from home. It's it's such a weird sport in that it's all about the home track and the home advantage. I don't know what the solution is to that, whether you get drop pitches that just get put in every venue and that's what you play with so you get the same thing every time. But that's the reason why we don't care about spinners. Now, I want spinners. I want us to make wickets that are spin-friendly because we're never going to succeed overseas. I want a Shane
0: Warne. I want a Rashid. Yeah. I but, want...
5: Why, but if you're New Zealand cricket, why would you? If you? If you're looking at your business plan over 10 years and you say, right... If we finish here in the World Test Championship, if we make another couple of World Cup finals, this is the money we're going to bring. If we have this tour here, if we're able to bring India here, we get this much money, et cetera. All we've got to do is maintain a fifty percent win rate. We do that by playing at home against Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan. We make seamers friendly wickets. We bowl seamers. We win games. Yes, we're not going to win overseas, but who cares? We get like it's almost, that's what it feels like. Yeah. We're just surviving by doing that. But the reality is, and this is, I'm almost as confident in this as I am that the All Blacks aren't going to win the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> We are never going to be the best test team in the world and and despite us winning a test championship, which you can go back and look at all the factors that led to us actually getting there and winning that, but we are never going to be in Australia or in India or in England in terms of the test level unless we have a world class spinner because we're never going to win away from home. We're never going to win in India. We're never going to win you know, in Australia. We haven't been able to do that unless we have a world class spinner. So you know, it's yeah. Until we shake this thing of well, we're just going to make seam-friendly wickets in New Zealand and play pace bowlers. We're never going to go anywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, we've gone through a golden era that's got us by. But gee, if you want me to be real cynical here, Steph? I'll God, be really cynical here. Get ready to go to a break. Because, I will. Yeah. Okay. Get really cynical here because if you really do drill into what has been a golden era for New Zealand cricket, I'm doing the quotation marks golden era. I'd love to go back through all the teams we've beaten over the last 10 years, let's say, and figure out how many of those teams were actually the best teams in the world versus Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, et cetera. Like how many times did we beat India in India? How many times did we beat Australia in Australia? How many times did we beat England up in England? Yes, there'll be these little one and twos there, but by no stretch were we you know, the best team in the world. And then you look at the World Test Championship where we got there by beating all the minnow teams because the structure was flawed. Australia should have been in the final. They had a slow overrate. They got docked. Run rate or points or whatever, and so we end up leapfrogging them. Like I said, I'm being very cynical here, but you know, is does that have a part to play in this overinflated sense that actually we we've been really really good, you know, for a long? Like maybe we haven't been as good as we think we are because the true test is beating Australia and Australia. Because when you
0: look at it's our win draw India. loss ratio,
5: it's great, but when you look yeah. at who we won and drew with, exactly. it's not. Until you beat Australia and Australia, until you beat India and India, until you win a series in England, you're not you can't call yourself the best team in the world. And maybe that's just cricket. Maybe I've, I'm way off the mark there, but that that's just how I view it mm. at the moment.
0: A New Zealand golden era and an Australian golden era is yes. very different yeah. coloured gold. Oh, heck yeah. Mm. Heck yeah. We'll take a break.
5: Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
0: Ah, Funkles, Scott from Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph, how you going? Good, buddy.
4: Um, I sort of just want to continue on what Sam was saying, and I I think he's right to to quite a good point. Is you know, it, it does come down to the teams you play. I mean, if we had to play each one of those teams home and away, um, it will completely change the outlook of, of, you know, of us getting through to the Test Championship at the time. And, and I mean, I'm not, not complaining because am very happy at the time to win it, um, but it's very similar to when you look at, like, a World Cup and that kind of thing as well. Not always the best team wins because it basically comes down to who you're playing. One side could be, you know, a lot easier and, and lesser teams than the other side who has to take on, you know, teams one, two, three and four. Um, and, and I think we did get lucky in that way who we did actually play along the time. And, and as you guys have said, if, if Australia didn't get penalised, we wouldn't have been there in the first place. And, I mean, thank goodness they did get penalised because, you know, we didn't want to see them win it two times in a row. Um <laughs> But um yeah, I think it, it does come down to a lot of who you you do come up against. And and we've had a very good uh you know, black caps team over the time. Um but I think we have been slightly favoured as well with with the opposition we have come up against.
0: Yeah, because we don't play the big three as often as the big three play each other. So it was a harder road for them to make it.
4: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I think yeah, and I, I think a few of those that we got, if I remember rightly, were at home as well. So it would be totally different us going to the likes of England or Australia, um, India, even to South Africa as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't, gosh, we don't play South Africa very often, do we?
4: No, no, I was actually thinking about that the other day. You go through your head trying to think of when did we last go and play these teams um, overseas. And, I mean, we've got to play England a bit lately over there, which has been nice, and, and obviously India recently. But, you know, South Africa over there, we haven't played for a while. I think we've got Sri Lanka possibly coming up in a two-series, I think, over there. Um, but we haven't played them for a, quite a long time over there either. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Pakistan recently, so...
0: Yeah, more cricket, more spinners. That's what I want too. (laughs) Good on you, Scott. Oh,
4: exactly. Exactly. Thanks for calling, buddy. (laughs) Thanks, Steph. Have a good
0: afternoon. You too, mate. Um, Text here from Craig. Uh, The problem I see for young guys and girls growing up playing cricket is that once you get to rep selection teams, they normally only have one spinner. So to give yourself the best opportunity to get selected, you need to be a great great batter or bowler or all-rounder. If you're not the best batter... And relying on bowling, the best chance of selection is to be a seam bowler, usually three or four in a team, but only one spinner. And in this country, where spinners aren't selected, why bother learning the craft? I think there needs to be a change in mentality at the top, captain and coach. With regards to the spinners and the black caps. AJ should have played every test and could have been one of the best we've ever seen. I concur. Getting you through the day like a hot cover after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. I uh, had a text in <coughs> excuse me, from James saying, what time show me the money today, fellas? I want to have a crack, so I'll make sure I'm in the truck, hopefully. <laughs> um, looking at our rundown, 2.33. So just after the 2.30 news, all going according to plan. Uh, we've got Tony Johnson just after 2 o'clock as well. We've got The Chase at about 2.45 as well. And after the news, which is coming up very shortly, Nate Scott out of USA Today. He's a publisher and writer for them. Uh, talking about this big, big move of uh, Lionel, Lionel Messi to, what are they, Inter Miami, the Miami MLS soccer team. So um, it's pretty damn exciting. It's very, very exciting. Ticket sales are very expensive for his first game, more expensive than game three of the NBA playoffs. I've got five seconds to tell you what the score is. 2016 to the Nuggets.